Hi guys, Joe Wolverton, Teacher of Liberty, back with you today. And today is July 3rd. I'm filming this on July 3rd so that it can be edited and go out for July 4th. And of course, we all know that's an important day. That is the day officially that the Declaration of Independence was signed. Now you know, you know, same as I do, you'll go out there and there are people like, July 2nd is really Independence Day. Okay, we get it, man. We get it. You're, you're too cool for school. You're smart. Yes, they voted on July 2nd. Swell. It was July 4th was the official signing. That's the day that we've always celebrated. Yes, I know John Adams said July 2nd will always be a party. I know he said that. Swell. Why don't you just party both? That What? Party. Make it Independence Month. I think we should just start July 1st, party, part, you know, whatever, just party. But since July 4th is the day, the official day that from that day forward was counted the independence of the states, that's the holiday and that's the day I wanted this to come out, right? I want to say one thing. There's lots, I have a whole class I do on the, or a whole presentation that I do on the Declaration of Independence, and I'm going to do that one of these days, not necessarily today, not at all today. It's like I don't know what, of course, I know it's not today. I'm not doing that today. But I want to say this, I saw on a show the other night something that I see often, and it bugs me to death. So the host was asking questions, you know, like, trying to make a fool of the person he's asking the questions like man on the street kind of deal and it's like uh what nation was created on july 4th 1776 and the guy's like uh the united states and he's like oh yeah right okay that's wrong on july 4th 1776 13 nations were declared independent. Okay? 13. And when you read the Declaration of Independence, which you ought to tomorrow for sure, but often, you'll see that it explains near the end that each one of these states is now a free and independent state, the same as the state of Great Britain. And that each of these states was free to carry on a war, to declare peace, all of these things. So there was not one nation created on July 4th, 1776. The independence of 13 nations was declared by a Congress of representatives from those 13. Got that? Swell. Now, talking about what we're going to talk about today. So, I want to talk a little bit about the signers of the Declaration of the Independent of Independence. The Declaration of the Independence. It's a different document. It's it's a secret one. It's in the Vatican Library. None of you know it. I'm going to be on Joe Rogan next week talking about it. It's a, no. I'm just teasing. It's the Declaration of Independence. I want to talk about the signers because. I don't think those guys get enough credit for not only what many of them suffered, but the courage just to sign that document, just to meet 
to debate that document. So I'm going to talk a little bit about them today. And I wanted to read to you the what's known as the Covenant of the Declaration of Independence. And then we'll go through and I'll tell the story about some of the signers and what they suffered. Okay. And let me just say this at the beginning. Please, you guys, find out if you're related to any of these 56 men. And if you are, celebrate them. Celebrate them as a hero in your family. We need to bring that back, celebrating the heroes in our family's history. Okay? Let's do that. So if you're related to one of these 56 signers, you should, that should be a thing. You, you and your whole family should celebrate that, that person. Celebrate that person's birthday, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We need to bring that back. All right, so months before, well, the covenant, the covenant of the declaration, and for support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. Months before the delegates met to consider Richard Henry Lee's proposal, his, his motion to declare independence from Great Britain, every one of those men serving in the Second Continental Congress knew that the simple act of sitting there, there in the State House, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, every one of the men sitting there knew that he was committing treason. On August 23rd of the, of the previous year, so 1775, but it didn't get to the, to the colonies until November, but on August 23rd, 1775, King George III issued what is called in history the Proclamation of the, for Suppressing Rebellion and Sedition. This is what he said, King George III said in that proclamation. That all our subjects of this realm and the dominions thereunto belonging are bound by law to be aiding and assisting in the suppression of rebellion and to disclose and make known all traitorous conspiracies and attempts against us, our crown, and dignity. And we do accordingly strictly charge and command all our officers, civil as well as military, and all other of our obedient and loyal subjects, to use their utmost endeavors to withstand and suppress such rebellion, and to disclose and make known all treasons and traitorous conspiracies which they shall know to be against us, our crown, and dignity. And for that purpose that they transmit to one of our principal secretaries of state or other proper officer all due and full information of all persons who shall be found carrying on correspondence with or in any manner or degree aiding or abetting the persons now in open arms and rebellion against our government in order that we might bring the appropriate punishment upon the authors, perpetrators, and abettors of such traitorous designs. Simply by meeting together, 
and particularly by signing the Declaration of Independence. These 56 men understood that they were violating that proclamation and that they had now been branded traitors to the realm. Furthermore, they were also aware of the punishment that they would receive were they to be apprehended for meeting in the Continental Congress for signing the Declaration of Independence. Not only did they know that they were committing treason, but they were well aware of what punishment would be inflicted upon them if they were caught. Here's the punishment. You are to be drawn on hurdles to the place of execution, where you are to be hanged by the neck, but not until you are dead. For while you're, you are still living, your bodies are to be taken down, your bowels torn out and burned before your faces, your heads then cut off, and your bodies divided into four quarters, and your heads and quarters to be then at the king's disposal. Having the courage to sign what amounted to a death warrant is sufficient to reverence these men as heroes. In 1857, there was a, a little booklet came out. It was anonymous, written anonymously, called um, American's Own Book. And this is what he said of those 56 men. The memories of few men will perhaps be cherished by their posterity with more jealous and grateful admiration than of those patriotic individuals who first signed the political independence of our country. They hazarded by the deed not only their lands and possessions, but their personal freedom and their lives. And when it is considered that most of them were in the vigor of existence, gifted with considerable fortune, and with all the offices and emoluments at the disposal of royalty within their reach, the sacrifice which they risk appeared, appears magnified, and their disinterested patriotism more worthy of remembrance. So that their memories might be cherished, I thought it appropriate and timely to provide a brief overview of a handful of those 56 men whose lives, fortunes, and sacred honor were most severely affected by their patriotism and by their unwavering commitment to the inestimable gift of freedom that has been granted to all by a gracious God. And while I won't be able to say enough, this isn't an exhaustive list and these little stories of each one that I'm going to tell you, it isn't enough to, it isn't sufficient, it can't be sufficient for men knowing what waited on them if this didn't go well but still signed it sat there after that piece of paper came that proclamation and it was read to all of them none of them left you see 
So nothing I say here is sufficient praise for such patriots. And I don't want to think you to think that it is. But I want you to understand that these men signed that document and some of them suffered so severely for it. Let us learn by their example. Let us learn that our freedom is worth fighting for. Sometimes that which is worth fighting for is worth suffering for. These men understood that, and I hope that as I relate to you these stories, you feel that. That you feel a reverence, and that tomorrow, July, of course you're seeing this on July 4th, but today, July 4th, that maybe you give them a little bit of your time to read, to listen to these stories as I tell you, to read the Declaration of Independence, but give them all of your thanks. They were... They weren't affected by that proclamation, by that foul way, disgusting, brutal way they were to be executed if they were caught. Do you realize that proclamation said that their friends and family would get treated better by the king if they turned in people they knew in any way to be corresponding with or meeting with or talking in favor of rebellion? Can you imagine living that life where here you are ready to give up everything your life, your money, your reputation for your friends and family, not knowing if one of your friends and family are going to betray you to get in the king's good favor. But none of them left. They signed it, and they signed it knowing they were sealing their fate one way or the other. Proclamation, who cares? Brutal execution, so what? Freedom costs, and it was their turn to pay. So, without any further ado, as they say, which is adieu, right? Please don't say adieu. Don't try to sound smart. Without any further adieu, don't say that. Adieu means bye in French. Bye-bye. Adieu, A-D-O, means carry on, any bother, any, right, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but don't be that guy. Without any further adieu, no, because now you've done two things. One, you've shown you don't want it mean. Number two, you've shown, no, don't. Shh, just adieu, A-D-O. Okay, much ado about nothing. Not much adieu. All right, here we go. Thomas Nelson Jr. of Virginia suffered financial ruin after pledging his own personal fortune to support the war effort. His home was occupied by British forces, and he personally helped finance the Virginia militia and the Continental Army. He accumulated significant debt. 
Nelson's generosity was never more exemplified than when he, as commander of the Virginia militia, gave money to support the families of over 100 men then serving in the militia, who because of their service in the Virginia militia, they would have lost their farms. He gave money to those 100 families so that they would not lose their farm because of their service to their country. Now, finally, when the battle was in his hometown and he saw that the British had occupied his house, were having dinner in his dining room, drinking his wine and eating his food, he noticed that his men were shooting all around and shooting can firing cannon all around, but not at Nelson's house. And so he came up and he asked one of them, why are y'all not shooting at my house? And they're like, cause it's your house. We, out of respect, we're not going to blow up your house. He's like, blow up my house. And it says in his record that he pleaded with them not to spare his own home. And so they opened fire and bombarded that house, running the British out of it, killing several British officers. So, Thomas Nelson Jr. of Virginia, placing even his own home on the altar of freedom. Richard Stockton of New Jersey, a lawyer and a landowner, Stockton endured immense hardship during the War for Independence. As a signer of the Declaration, of course, he became a target for British loyalists who would receive preferential treatment from the royal representatives in the colonies if they would turn in any of these traitors. He was captured in 1776, endured brutal treatment during his imprisonment. His health suffered irreparably, and his financial situation deteriorated. He was released in 1777. He lost his estate and all of his possessions. Despite these attacks, Stockton bounced back and demonstrated his resilience and continued to serve his country in various capacities after the war was concluded. Thomas Hayward, Jr., South Carolina, a planter and a lawyer, Hayward experienced the devastating impact of British occupation and imprisonment. After signing the Declaration, he fell victim to the British invasion of Charleston of 1780. He was captured, enduring the horrors of imprisonment for an extended period of time. The consequences were, were severe. His extensive property was confiscated, leading to his financial ruin. The hardships suffered by Hayward and his family underscore the price to be paid for the cause of independence. Arthur Middleton, also of South Carolina, a wealthy plantation owner, Middleton demonstrated unwavering dedication during the War for Independence. His vast estate, known as Middleton Place, was plundered and destroyed during the British invasion of Charleston. Middleton was captured and held captive in a British prison for a year. These hardships resulted in the loss of his personal belongings and also in his financial ruin. Despite the profound setbacks, Middleton's commitment to the ideals of the War for Independence and his subsequent contributions to his state endure as a testament to his resolute spirit. Oliver Wolcott, Connecticut. 
Oliver Wolcott, a Connecticut signer, dedicated himself to the revolutionary cause. He served in the Continental Army, rising to the rank of Brigadier General. Walcott faced personal hardships when his home was burned down by the British in 1779. Despite such losses, he continued to serve his country until his death. Francis Lewis, New York. Lewis, a wealthy merchant from New York, suffered greatly. After he signed the declaration, his property in Long Island was ransacked and destroyed by the British Army. Lewis's wife was captured, imprisoned, and endured unspeakable treatment from British soldiers. The strain of these hardships took a toll on Lewis's physical and mental health, leaving him in poor condition the rest of his life. Philip Livingston, New York. Livingston faced significant personal and financial losses during the war. His estates and properties in New York City and in the Hudson Valley were occupied and damaged by British troops. Livingston's sacrifices and contribution to the war for independence left him for the rest of his life in dire financial straits. Finally, Thomas McKean, Delaware. McKean was a Delaware signer and faced numerous hardships during the war for independence. He served in the Continental Congress and the Continental Army, often enduring very dangerous situations because he early on was calling for independence and because of this ardent and consistent denunciation of the British deprivation of American rights, he was relentlessly pursued by the British loyalists and lived under constant threat of imprisonment and execution. These few examples highlight the diverse hardships experienced by the signers of the Declaration of Independence. They faced the rigors and dangers of the battlefield. They faced the confiscation of their property. They faced financial ruin, irreversible personal losses, innumerable physical distresses, and all for their dedication to the cause of liberty. These men and every one of the other signers of the Declaration of Independence understood, proclaimed, and practiced the following observation penned by Thomas Paine in 1776. What we obtain too cheap we esteem too lightly. Tis dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods, so it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. How highly do you rate freedom? Today, July 4th, please read the Declaration of Independence. Read it closely and recommit yourself to placing your lives, your fortune, and your sacred honor on the altar of restoring American independence. Thank you so much, guys.